popcorn paper bag. Gotta eat the popcorn, read the paper bag. Open up the paper bag, eat the popcorn. Popcorn paper bag. Hey everybody! Oh, oh it's popcorn paperback. Hey, yeah, this is episode popcorn paperback. four, probably. Uh, no, you're right. Okay, great. Uh, <laughs> the podcast with Jackson and Charlie. Uh, this is the biweekly podcast for the arts and entertainment department at the Daily Californian. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm riffing off the. I'm Charlie Cruz, and I'm the literature beat, and I review books. And I'm Jackson Kim Murphy. <laughs> I'm a former film beat who still reviews movies. What is this podcast about, Charlie? This is a podcast about both books and movies, and sometimes even other forms of media, sometimes like this episode, discussing each medium's merits and how they clash and complement one another. Two mediums enter, only one leaves. We declare a winner each week, sometimes with the assistance of a guest that picks a side in this eternal battle between books and movies. We get students. We get people off the street. We get writers in the arts and entertainment section. We get monsters we get crazy wild characters i mean just normal you know like real people (laughs) yeah uh yeah we do yeah we got an open door policy the door is open yeah we are in a different room today but the door is open But the door is still open the policy remains so if you've ever read something or watched something pick a side on popcorn paperback Uh, wow folks what a what a what a what a journey it's been what a journey it's been (laughs) To this recording. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, but I think everyone's going to like it. The I thing about this, it's it's the closest that we've actually come to the pitch of this this uh, style of podcast. Well, what we said the podcast, said would, the would, be podcast would be to the people who are like, yes, you can yeah, have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, we didn't do that. No, yeah, absolutely. This is the first time we're doing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is exciting, which is cool. And yeah. Which, you know, uh, makes everything... Uh, Really exciting and cool. Yeah, today we're talking about um, talking about a book that was adapted into a movie. Yes, yes. Uh, and we'll talk about just kind of like how they differ, although they don't kind of really don't. <laughs> and we'll ta- but we'll talk uh, about that yeah, aspect of it. Yeah, absolutely. But I think before that, yeah. we have to introduce. We simply must introduce our special guest. Our guest for today, who brought in this book and movie for discussion today yes absolutely uh folks you love him you might hate him but you you don't you you you're gonna him. have a strong <laughs> opinion on him either way you a know polemical figure on uc berkeley's campus a firebrand in his own right uh, a veritable just beast of academia yeah we welcome to the pod michael landau baby Thank you for having me, Charlie <laughs> and Jackson. <laughs> Michael, we're so happy to have you on the podcast. Uh, happy you're one of my favorite performers. Uh, you are on TBD Comedy, a sketch and improv group on campus. This uh, is true. You are a philosophy student. You are a transfer student. Mm-hmm. Talk, talk a little more on that. On uh, which aspect of that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I'd actually like to hear a bit, little bit about your transfer uh, experience. I'm a transfer, oh, yeah. too, as well. If some people on the, on the you know, who listen might know, I I went to community college, and then I went to Berkeley. Uh, 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 yeah, 
please. Uh, same. Yeah, I went to a community college in uh, Minnesota uh, oh. called St. Paul College uh, that nobody's ever heard of. And uh, Berkeley was my, my big reach. And I was surprised <laughs> to get in. I was happy for about a week. Me and too, yeah. just like everyone, I'm just, just miserable here. Nah. It was a terrible <laughs> idea. Now you're having a hard time. Uh, yeah, why did you want to come to Berkeley? Why? Wha- did uh. you always know that you wanted to study knowledge? You wanted to study just reach into the... The, the depths of human souls? A little bit. I mean, I <laughs> did worm my way in as a, a math major applicant and then immediately switched over to philosophy. Oh, cool. Uh, so, um, yeah, I, I knew I really liked the uh, what I knew of the philosophy department here, really liked uh, the Bay Area and wanted to get the hell out of Minnesota. Had you uh, been to the Bay before? Uh, yeah, I have um, some extended family, like, sort of up and down California. Okay, so I spent, okay. like, a little time. And I, like, came to debate tournaments at this campus oh, cool, uh, cool. in high school. Yeah. So. Um, wonderful. But you also like to study the mind. So, like, right, because I think what's funny is sometimes I like to talk to you about, you know, philosophy, but I think we we kind of come off from different angles. Oh, yeah. You're yeah. much more postmodernist, continental sort of guy. Yeah, I like goofy statements that silly guys write. And you're like <laughs> propositions or prepositions, uh, just logic, both, whatever both logic. Actually. I'll yeah, take them. Both? You'll take all of them? Yeah, <laughs> I'll take my propositions mixed in to my prepositions and, and vice versa. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I am uh, super into philosophy of mind yeah. and uh, metaphysics in particular, and I, I, I really like uh, modern analytic is what the department's brainwashed me into thinking is like <laughs> the, the coolest. thing. Yeah. Uh, I was, I was sort of into postmodernism when I first came here. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. The department is very effective. At, at brainwashing at, you, yeah, there. getting you out yeah. of there, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're discussing today. Watchmen. <laughs> Alan Moore's Watchmen. Yeah, uh, I, I, you know, I'm more here for for Zack Snyder's Watchmen hey. than Alan Moore's. But uh, you we'll say see. that disingenuously, but. Uh, this is true. I I am much more in the, the <laughs> okay, not not to not to give that away up front. <laughs> hey, uh, Michael's kind of come to do battle. I I, I sometimes get nervous uh, when Jackson has a really strong opinion and I can't necessarily contest it in public. But I kind of brought Michael here. My to opinion on this isn't like that <laughs> strong. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're talking about Watchmen uh, by Alan Moore and drawn by Dave Gibbons. Uh, really, one of the most. Uh, monumental works of the comic book yep. genre. It really changed the whole game. Sort of like a watermark, like, oh, these can be not just silly, goofy Absolutely. things. Absolutely. Like, definitely yeah. in terms of changing it's ter- like the public eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and its even respectability. also within just, like, the style of, like, right, the deconstruction of the superhero myth and just, like, mm-hmm. kind of this, like, the start of this, like, gritty realist, what would happen if there were actually superheroes in our society how would our society change? And it's like kind of using that as a touchstone and, and creating this whole universe out of it. And it, it rocks. It rules. Uh, I read the comic book, of course. Uh, other people have as well. I know Michael might have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. This is true. I, I, I was quite a fan of it. Um, we're we're kind of going to switch it up because, you know, I, I, I like to read passages from uh, the works that we do, but you really can't do that uh, with a comic <laughs> book. I'm just going to say, very cool. The, the dialogue is almost exactly similar from the movie and the comic book. A lot of it, I mean, I mean, I think, you know, Zack Schneider likes to do a lot of these comic book adaptations. Um, and, you know, the, it's, 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 I, I don't, I'm not going to say it's easy to do a comic book adaptation, 
but it's you know it seems like yeah. you have the shots already there <laughs> and on the whole it's a pretty faithful one uh at least mm -hmm. in terms of uh you know plot structure reconstructing as you said the dialogue and like pretty much every image to a t uh yeah no 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 yeah absolutely um uh yeah what what's what Sorry. i mean the comic book <laughs> no, you're fine uh uh, write the comic book. Uh, we'll talk about the plot kind of more with the movie and kind of how that works. But uh, uh, what's very interesting, especially to me when I sh uh, compared it with the movie, is there's beautiful moments, and Michael kind of saw this too, there's beautiful moments of intertextuality. It, it mm. really fleshes out this universe uh, where as much as there are the panels, which are already beautiful, have these like kind of like very stark coloration uh, that really kind of uh, – show off both like the gritty and like the dirtiness of it uh it, it, there's this like right the, the radioactive blue of dr manhattan and kind of mm -hmm. these stark colored uh, uh backgrounds really give like both like the natural comic book like 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 action to it and yet also kind of this 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 i don't know this this decay or this disgust yeah. like there's something kind of weird and gross and bizarre and maybe even They're psychedelic like of the about the world yeah, like all these like desaturated like pictures of New York, like all these panels that are like you you've got your stark like oranges and yellows and like things are just like not very like comic book like pop yeah and, like yeah, just kind of grimy yeah. and gritty and then these interludes you've got that you uh, alluded to there yes. of like. Uh, the ones I particularly like are um, from uh, Hollis's book, the uh, the Senior Night Owl. Yeah. Um, oh, how much context should we we give for him for, we for could listeners? Put a little. Uh, yeah. What's 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 what this is sort of about, right? Uh, Watchmen is about kind of what if uh, you know superheroes. Alan Moore sort of started with this idea of like a, a great superhero uh, dies, and it's like how does this great like his his life story is a lot different from this like image of the you know the superhero who saves people. He he wanted originally to write uh, take uh, the this, the comic book kind of company that he worked for acquired uh, comics from another comic book company and he wanted to take these like characters that were originally uh, in publication and he wanted to just use them first and have one of the characters die and then kind of work this storyline into that universe. But uh, I think an exec was just like, hey, no, don't kill off our characters <laughs> like that. That's just not good money making. Um, so he d he to make kind of to flesh out these characters and to kind of make this a much more kind of like uh, to, to, to cement the foundations of these characters. Uh, there's all this intertextual uh, information in the comics, which you really couldn't get in, in a movie necessarily uh, of like, uh, yeah, excerpts from uh, the memoir of the first Night Owl, the kind of uh, original kind of league of superheroes in this universe. Mm. Um, and then parts of like, uh, the I this kind of in-story comic, this comic within the comic, uh, along with kind of like interviews from other superheroes or like other, it's it's really b kind of beautiful and wonderful how he does it because uh, Alan Moore, of course, has this like penchant for like having these like little stories within his stories and these like mm -hmm. like kind of parables, uh, which is really cool. And so it's just like that really struck me this time, just about like kind of like how kind of. Uh, intricate this world is and even like even in day in gibbons uh right art style uh, i know more was like i'm surprised when i read it uh, you know i see uh gibbons put something that recurs over and over again these symbols or these themes that that uh i find even <laughs> like like that he didn't put in <laughs> himself uh which is cool uh, yeah yeah it's I mean it's incredible because like uh that level of like intertextuality and like uh the level to which 
uh, they're able to flesh out all of these characters and these themes. Like they even ground like uh, you know um, Hollis, who we mentioned, who yeah. uh, the memoir excerpts are from, is like kind of our stand-in for like the golden age. Like, yeah, more innocent, our like, like way of getting some exposition. Time. Yeah, yeah, and like even even him, you know, he's supposed to. Uh, be this guy who is aspiring to those like pure like sort of golden age totally. like values and totally. things like he still feels like a flesh and blood character who like e- you see how he's shaped by like you know uh, the clash between his parents values and his grandfather's yeah, values yeah, and just yeah. it feels like this is a person who, who could exist yeah, yeah 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 this whole like right alternate universe of America with superheroes it still kind of plays off right these American tropes of like right Hollis is talking about how his father worked at this shop and then like this story about the shop owner who like commit suicide and how that affected him and then mm-hmm. like kind of just like how like right it's this coming to america story of like oh my father worked so hard for mm-hmm. me and then i like have to be a superhero like it's a it, it really plays into all the a lot of the tropes that that fall mm-hmm. into the superhero genre and it's 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 cool that that <laughs> that that more uses these tropes to write like make these brand new figures that at once are like new and interesting but at the same time very familiar to what we all kind of recognize as like kind of archetypal uh, mm-hmm. comic book characters, yeah, 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 and and evoking some very specific ones. Totally. In fact, you got your shades of Batman, yeah. Superman, yeah, absolutely, in there, absolutely. Uh, and they problematize uh, all of those archetypes, yeah. really. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh. yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really want to get more into the plot uh, until we kind of talk about the the movie too, because I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's 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 basically a similar plot, but but it would be cool to talk about both depictions yeah sounds good yeah when this book come out again uh, late 80s 80s? yeah early 80s early 80s yeah could it have been 84 you're gonna look this up charlie it looks like okay yeah we have internet access (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah like like when the movie comes out it's like very much capturing a certain pastness and it's capitalizing oh yeah Yeah, period piece aspect well this is like peeling off the present the novel Mm. Not the novel. The serialized. Yeah. Well, yeah. we can call it a novel. It's a graphic novel. Now it's uh, a graphic novel, yeah. Yeah. 86, okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, we were still, like, very much in the haze of the Cold War paranoia. Yeah. We like, weren't we out yet. we could all die at any time. Yeah. Uh, which, um, you know, thankfully the, the world has permanently moved away from those tensions. Yeah. Uh, so. And everything's great now. <laughs> and the earth is healthy. <laughs> um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so definitely um that that is something that kind of looms over well uh, the opposite of looms over the movie actually where like you know reading this you're kind of in the thick of like yeah stuff could go down at any time yeah the movie i'm not sure captures that there's a palpable much. and uh pre- prescient prescient cynicism in this mm-hmm. book i think uh that is uh it, it's just basically forwarding like the i mean well, now I'm getting into the plot. Okay, well, like, it's forwarding, essentially, that the only thing that will save man- mankind is on a death march, as it is right now. Civilization is moving towards apocalypse, and the only thing that would save it is a, like, a close-to-apocalyptic scenario that uh-huh. would wake us up and rattle our minds. And that, uh, while that feels very, that feels very 80s, that feels very Cold mm. War, uh, but... Now, when this movie comes out in, I think, 2009, mm-hmm. uh, it almost looks a little old-fashioned and a little outdated. Yeah. Uh, definitely fewer, like, prominent nuclear fears mm-hmm. in the world of 09. Yeah. It's 
it's very weird because uh this uh this movie took forever to uh finally like get going i think it had like a 15 20 year production process oh, like yeah. so many people were attached like terry gilliam i think was the first yeah name he, attached. he was and at he left and he's he's like it's unfilmable they had aronofsky attached at some point who's always flirted with these like comic book he was gonna do a wolverine movie yeah he was gonna do batman begins yeah he was yeah it's weird and then he's never made his mainstream studio i mean i guess noah um (laughs) well now the floodgates are open because a second studio is tackling it there's gonna be an hbo HBO series series with uh tom parada is that his name did uh leftovers i'm i'm psyched for yeah and damon lindelof Oh, also, that's yeah, right. Damon Lindelof. That's yeah. right. Lindelof is who I meant to name. I don't know if Parada is involved. I, he might be. I don't know. Uh, yeah. But um, anyway, sorry. I, I Damon Lindelof's name is on the back of the book. Oh. <laughs> the greatest piece of popular fiction ever produced. Okay. So good bet. You know, he, he co-created The Leftovers. Uh, he, he'd probably be on board for this. Yeah. He's adaptation. probably very excited to work on this adaptation <laughs> yeah. for HBO. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Eventually, they get Zack Snyder attached to come like off 300 uh gerard butler spartan <laughs> movie <laughs> yeah. uh which is its own conversation <laughs> a little bit. in terms of clouded ideology and everything yeah, and uh, adapting. racism and homophobia frank <laughs> miller is probably a little bit different than adapting frank alan miller is <laughs> very different from alan moore but that's it's weird Zack snyder is a weird person to tackle i think a text that's this uh politically uh engaged because mm-hmm. uh, i don't think he's a very politically engaged filmmaker most of the time oh yeah i mean they're nods like like superman does knock out a drone yeah. at the end of man of steel that's that's a gesture at something yeah so after watchman he does yeah he dc recruits him to do man of steel uh-huh. he had something he had sucker punch in between oh, geez. Uh, which is also its own conversation <laughs> uh yeah but he he's the guy who gets recruited to like sort of kickstart uh warner brothers uh dc comic book universe off of marvels mm-hmm. like oh we made avengers and, and like, now every studio wants their own shared universe thing so he makes man of steel he makes batman versus superman uh and then he makes justice league which is a very heavily compromised film oh yeah uh, you could sense like his fingerprints just being torn and wiped clean off of that oh, movie because yeah. final cut uh and a lot of yeah. reshoots went to um joss whedon, whedon. Yeah. yeah weird <laughs> anyway he's a weird shoot strange sensibilities to try to put together um it, it's kind of funny because uh, to me i i think i could i like finish this in about like two hours or so um but we watched the director's cut of watchmen which to me which is funny to me because always we're we're reading like i i always feel like it takes longer to read a book than it does a, a movie but this time the director's cut is three hours long and it is just the um like longest it was so it was so much like it, and, and it like you see it because like right this book is all like you got to do like four flashbacks of like each character it's like this is their whole story and then uh uh just yeah it's it's it's, it's pretty quite a lot to cram quite a lot and, yeah and i mean they already like even the director's cut had to shed like some stuff that like kind of and we we discussed briefly oh i'm sorry were you working to a specific point that i got you off there no okay. no 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 right but i just yeah. thought it was funny because usually like it was just such a crazy movie where it was just like <laughs> whoa wait did you hear that wait a second wait oh wait wait our door isn't open we have an open door policy but uh, here i'll open it up let me yeah oh we still need to grease that <laughs> 
Uh, hello. Uh, I'm sorry, who are you? Can you come out of the shadows? Hi. <laughs> yeah, hello? Uh, you're, I, still, you're still in the shadows a little <coughs> bit. Could you come up a little more? I, uh, I overheard you uh, talking, and I, I had to, I had to take note of the date. It is um, <laughs> November twelfth, two thousand eighteen. Oh my God, that's how journal entries start. That is how journal entries. With dates. <laughs> um, my name is Rorschach. Oh. Uh, Wow. You're the Rorschach? I'm the Rorschach. I I heard you talking. So great to see you. I know, and I heard you watch the director's cut. (laughs) Of your movie, Watchmen. Of me. Yeah, no, you're in it a lot. You're kind of, I don't know, it's very much an ensemble piece, but you might be the main character if there had to be be one. You're (laughs) basically like a a stand-in for a narrator. Do you think that? I I, I also want to say I love your mask. I like like your face, as you called it in the movie. This is your face. (laughs) This is my face. (laughs) Uh, For for listeners, uh, because podcasts are an audio medium, Rorschach has a, a moving Rorschach test. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Let us describe as a that. face. You're wearing a fedora on your head. You're wearing a brown trench coat. Yeah, you kind of uh, look like a like a gumshoe. Yeah, like an old detective. I would say that yes, that that is my that is how I may appear. That is how I prefer to appear to the world. Um, and I just would like to say that tonight, you know. You're not on this podcast with me. I'm on this <laughs> podcast with you. <laughs> oh That's my great. god! Wow. Uh, let's get into that, right? Yeah, you got your whole. <laughs> well, yeah, Rorschach, We were going to talk about you a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you have some of the best kind of monologues in the in the in the movie. I I I, I rewatching is just I I. I'm struck by how many like old cliches are put back into like or like how many like things that like kind of seem to be cliches to me like kind of started in this like the uh the clown pagliacci uh story which is so like kind of goofy right what's uh, what i think is so funny it's like this this is a very edgy book to me and and film but like it it like delights in its edginess so much that i like can't help but like be like ah it's beautiful like uh, this this is just an edgy world that we live in you know um in the in the comic book they also do the, like the kitty genovese story he's like in uh or it's just like no one's no one sorry sorry if i'm using your voice it's, it's fine it's fine <laughs> okay but he sort of goes uh or you sort of go uh do i guess I'll, I'll do it and and let me know if this is a good impression of you here okay thank you <laughs> it's sort of like a no one saved her they all saw her die in the streets and uh and this society's corrupt. I'm holding like a mirror to its face. <laughs> Which motivates famously not only Rorschach, but also the Boondock Saints. So we got we got good company here for, for the vigilantes uh, that, uh, that her story spurs to action. Uh, or a um, popular, like, slightly falsified version of her story anyway. I mean, I would have to say that, you know, I did stand in the rain with the moonlight. <laughs> shining at a very particular angle much of the time so yes yes i would have to agree wow, wow. rorschach if yeah. i could uh if i could roast you a little bit here whoa roast uh if you're okay if you're comfortable with that i know we just met i i've lived a very hard life i could bet i can handle it all right all right i got some ro- i got some roasts too yeah i mean you're uh 
you're a, you're a, uh you know you're you're sort of riff, you have like that raspy uh batman voice you're kind of a you're a vigilante uh as long as this isn't about my height no you are a little short we too actually say, you are you are four feet tall yeah you are itty bit <laughs> you are they really kind of they really kind of depict you differently in the movie i guess like a tom cruise or something but yeah you are you are four feet tall that's it you came in through the never mind i guess i just self-roasted i guess i did the your job yeah i mean I had some roast, but it's kind yeah. of about your height too. Yeah, uh, you can get into all the nooks and crannies of society's like evil um, crevices. Yeah, I well, I did. I just didn't want to say, but your trench coat's kind of dragging on the floor. It looks like it's a large man's trench coat. Yeah, did you steal that? It looks almost like you're wearing like a big dress or something like that. And I don't want to be rude, but you know, I'm sure you're a fine detective. I mean, you did solve the case at the end of this book, and then. Well, well, hold on. Yeah, we should maybe talk about that. <laughs> we can so get to that later. <laughs> so so it, it starts with a famous superhero named the Comedian <laughs> is killed by an unknown assailant. Okay. <laughs> okay Sorry. Good. That was my comedian impression. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Was it? Uh, do you think it was accurate, Rorschach? You worked with him. I did. I did. <laughs> Much of the time, he was he was a lot, a lot less, less, you know, funny. So much as he just was. A horrible human. Yeah. Um, which I think was supposed to be the parallel there. Um, Ironic, you know, isn't it? It truly, truly was. And then with me, um, <laughs> they didn't really insert any of those parallels. Really, I think I think that I went full fledged, you know, detective. There was no, there was no irony. I, I really was mostly a detective. I, I solved the whole thing. Well, well, I think there's a little <laughs> irony. I don't want to say it, but uh, we do. I mean, right in the movie, yeah, you you kind of investigate the case of his death, and then you to tell you know the night owl, who's the second incarnation yeah. of this. Uh, uh, He's taking up the mantle of, of this superhero. Yeah. Uh, but but it's all during the time the Keen Act has happened in America. This is an alternate universe in America where uh, right superheroes are banned. Or they have been banned after uh, after several years of being superheroes, and now either they work for the government or they're retired, um, and so you s see. Yes, yeah, kind of like the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, not not to get away from uh, no, please. the, the um, you know, important delving into Rorschach's personal life, whether you have a good home life these days. But uh, yeah. I, I kind of thought that irony thread was. Um, Something worth uh, picking up. Yeah. yeah, I'm just curious. Did you feel like uh, in the um, film, did you feel like you were coming across in a sympathetic light? Did you feel like your ideology was being embraced or indicted? Which particular ideology are you referring to? So uh, you have these incredibly outlandish, yeah. conservative, uh, sort of like uh. almost fascistic like uh, views where it's like, um, oh, I'm, I'm sorry, Charlie, you were... No, no, no. Uh, yeah, uh, so you see, um, a, and kind of like a Travis Bickley sort of take where, uh, it's like, um, New York is just littered with scum and, uh, only, you know, so many people, if anyone are worthy of redemption, you're the one that, uh, you know, needs to impose your, like, sort of righteous, like, policing your, or well, not quite your order, because you're not, like, trying to govern everything, but, like, 
uh, you know, you have a very strict to. moral code that's mm. almost unlivable to anyone else. Uh, mm. uh, yeah, and and of course, after the Keen Act is is enacted, you're kind of the only one who continues to be a superhero against the will of the government. You know. I see that, <laughs> and now I I can probably I could mention that, you know, indeed those those bombshells and those bimbos. Though they truly are, they truly are just the the lowest pitfalls, and I hate murderers. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of what you sound that's like all the time in the movie. Like, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, not to again roast you so hard, but uh, I think Don't both the movie and the, hey, I think both Alan Moore and and the, the movie that's an adaptation of his work directed by Zack Snyder is nice. uh. Uh, they, they both depict you in a sort of a pathetic, uh, I think you're a little of a pathetic figure in both. Like there's a good stretch, not a good stretch, but there's a part sort of when your character is being introduced and you're giving one of your, uh, you know, one of your monologues like you, you just, just did now. You're like, the streets are filled with scum and I will clean it up. <laughs> you're doing one of those, but the entire time... Uh, you're just trying to like fix a flashlight that's not working, <laughs> uh, which is really funny. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You're just trying to be your Batman vigilante figure and you're yeah. like saying how you're the only person who will actually do this dirty job that's cleaning up the world. Uh, but, you know, you uh, climb fire escapes and. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad someone is finally putting that out there. I did eat a cold can of beans. <laughs> I'd like to. I know Charlie has a point here, but no, you just can just please keep asshole. talking to Rorschach. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I want to talk about Rorschach too. It's really kind of the only thing I like. The I mean, I saw the movie. I read the book. It's the same goddamn thing, basically plot-wise. But I'd love. We have Rorschach in our studio, and there are just a couple things I feel like we have to bring up. Where first off, we know you're Walter Kovacs. You you were captured and put in prison, and also you die at the end of this movie. I'd, I'd love to know what's, how you got what, what? I mean, if you, if it's too painful to talk about, we don't have to. Did Dr. Or, Manhattan just kind of like, <laughs> you back together, or? Yeah, but he made you short. Dr. Manhattan, by the way, he's a blue man. Uh, <laughs> He's uh, he's of the Blue Man Group and Brockhampton. Um. Yeah, what's unfortunate is when Dr. Manhattan put himself back together, he chose to be a chiseled David-like figure. While with me, he made me exactly the same way, which is freckly. And four feet tall. And four feet tall. I don't see <laughs> how that's fair. And also redheaded, which could be, you know, referring to the clownish nature, as we were talking about before. Can I just give you a cough drop? Is that all right? It feels like you might be under the weather a little bit. You really think a cough drop? Ah, put me down, put me down. <laughs> ah. Oh, no. ah. oh, Jesus, Charlie has lost a finger, folks. Rorschach broke... Rorschach broke the uh, left ring finger off of Charlie's hand. Uh, he is bleeding. <laughs> uh, I, 
I would have to say, <laughs> as brutal as your methods are, at least you have some sense that you're consistently following some warped moral code, like, as you're doing these things, like, to those ends, which I don't know if that makes it better, but the comedian is just kind of like, yeah, this is all fucked up, I'm, but I'm just gonna kill people when it's convenient. He, he gets off on it, and he has very much of a power trip out of the, out of the superhero thing. Oh, which is like some certain some superheroes do that. It's more of an ego thing for them. Um, and while Rorschach is more like, I've been cursed with this responsibility. He's one of those types. Yeah. He's like a Batman. Yeah. yeah um, definitely. Everyone else is also not particularly uh, portrayed that well in this book. Everyone's kind of a not a great person. No. Um, yeah. He's talking about Doctor Manhattan, who was this. Uh, I think he's talking about. Talk Manhattan real quick. Uh, Doctor Manhattan was a nuclear scientist, and I believe working in like the fifties or sixties, the sixties, I it believe. In the, yeah, 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 maybe during the uh, yeah Manhattan Project. Yeah. Uh, so, so I don't think. Oh, could it have been the Manhattan Project? Because I, I think that the uh, first president he's portrayed meeting is JFK. So I, I think it's oh, early sixties. Okay, 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 okay. Actually, it's supposed to happen. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. Could yeah. Look it up. Sure, you're probably right though. Um, yeah, yeah. But he is definitely like a yeah, like some nuclear physicist or something like that. Yeah, um, and he he accidentally gets locked into a particle thing, <laughs> like some sort of yeah, physics of an explanation. Yeah, some physicsy yeah, it big creates blue. Yeah, the blue spark room. Yeah. Yeah, 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 from yeah. To, uh, from a uh, double dash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he gets hit by a blue shell, and uh, his, his 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 and he explodes. <laughs> uh, he dies from this nuclear radiator, and then uh, days later he comes, or months, maybe weeks, who knows? A certain amount of time later, he comes back together as like a blue man uh, who can teleport and grow big. His, his father is a is a watchmaker, and famously mm. in comics and uh, and superhero shows, if you know how to put watches together, you can put people. Or yourself back together. This also comes up in Heroes. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, if you're a mechanic, you can be a mechanic of humans, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's uh, very much... Everyone else is sort of just these uh, uh, people walking around in costumes, uh, like the rest of the cast. I think something that this book also and movie also does is psychologize and interrogate... Uh, just the very concept of superheroes and of the graphic novel yeah, and like, it yeah who are the people who want to be superheroes and they're all sociopaths yeah, <laughs> they're all insane people and uh dr manhattan's sort of the first actual person with superpowers in this world yeah yeah he's the only one who like is unkillable is just like can he literally he, they they nixon convinces him to go to vietnam and he's just yeah. giant he's He's huge. He's like zapping every and Viet Vietnam <laughs> like, surrenders within a week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like bow to him like a god. Uh, yeah. So it's just like, oh, like, uh, eat <laughs> like the Cold War is happening, but basically the U.S. has this this trump card that could probably like destroy everything. But uh, also because he's the Superman figure yeah. and he's uh, just completely on a different plane of, I mean, on a plane of existence, but a different like psychological plane than everyone else surrounding him uh he uh grows bored of humanity and he like he has these weird melodramas that are like oh everyone i come into contact with i give cancer and die yeah i'm radioactive yeah. or like i don't know wait what or so he thinks or so he thinks or 
oh, I, I, my girlfriend doesn't like it when uh, there are three of me having sex with her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, he just becomes like, like <laughs> an insufferable person to date or even be around because he like can tell his own future and his past. So he's just like, I am. Uh, you're about to tell me this, and I will give you that. And it's just like, oh, I can't even. It's impossible. I can't even. W- there's no wiggle room with this. So he guy. goes to Mars. He go- does his Elon Musk thing, and he's just <laughs> like. <laughs> and what I love about the book and and the the movie is there's full blue dick. I think it's one, oh. one of the first portray- portrayals of just like full frontal, it's wonderful male blue genitalia. The movie I must say is much more generous. It very generous. Dick. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but both is, in terms of quantity, which and is size. cool. <laughs> Which is really cool. Um, Which we like here on the pod. <laughs> did, did we did we mention him as metaphor for like the advent of the atomic bomb? No, because that was I, I mean yeah probably that's why what it we is. were getting confused about when the uh, what era he was supposed to come about in because it would make sense if it were you know the time of the Manhattan Project uh, to really put that on the nose. But uh, yeah, but I, I do think it came in later. I mean, we pretty much talked about the whole thing i mean no we haven't it's a very sprawling text with a big plethora of characters i mean right we could do the whole so so at the end right dr manhattan is framed uh for like an apocalyptic event uh osmandius uh this kind of genius who who uh goes public with his superhero ozymandias um king of kings so we gotta say that whole thing um yeah Ozymandias, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, goes public as a figure, and then he, uh, and then he uh, kind of becomes this publicity figure uh, of uh, uh, who like used to be a superhero. Now he's the smartest man on earth. He has all these companies. He frames um, uh, Doctor Manhattan. He uses his power to destroy New York City and, and several other, other cities. cities specifically that's that's the movie it's it's a slight variation on that in the book yes yes it's a slight variation uh there's a monsters in Watchmen, uh but in the movie yeah it, it, he frames dr manhattan as the uh as the villain that all humanity has has to to unite against to stop the cold war to stop kind of total nuclear annihilation which yep. is the 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 largest kind of uh uh conflict uh in the in the in the movie uh yeah, yeah. so he gets out of there and uh, and that's just and that and the win and he wins. The yeah, Ozzy like, Mandis is like I, s- I explained everything to you, and they're like, we're gonna stop. He's like, I already did it thirty um, minutes ago. Yeah, which uh, is and then Rorschach is like, I'm gonna go tell everyone, but uh, you get blown up. Uh, he doesn't necessarily. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, Rorschach. I didn't mean to to step on you there. But uh, yeah, in the epilogue, Rorschach kinda wins, and it's unclear whether the uh, comic or the movie. Well, the movie seems to be on board with that. Comic, it's uh, it's less clear. Um. <laughs> all right, MJ. <laughs> MJ, you heard about the book. You heard about the movie. Who wins this week? MJ's our producer, folks. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> um huh. yeah um i think at this point i'm just gonna let the book win <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i made a lot of uh I, I th- caveats for the no movie <laughs> uh i don't know if you know this dr manhattan but they uh talked a lot about your dick in the movie so I yeah dr manhattan that, that we talked like about your dick a lot oh that's cool no yeah no like <laughs> You're naked right now. That's probably like one of the few pluses I could give if I were trying to like evaluate, analyze it. But um, yeah, no, we hear a popcorn paperback. Want more? 
on screen penises. Yeah, yeah. There aren't enough of them. No, no, there's not. There's not. Um, it's true, folks. Uh, Let's talk all right. about what we're uh, interested. What we're excited for? We'll future. do. We'll go real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. you got? Uh, I'm reading this book called Du Bois Telegram. It's by Juliana Spar. It's really cool. It's kind of about uh, literature and social revolution and how those kind of two things intersect with like government institutions. It's uh, wonderful. Nice. I don't know. Rorschach, you looking forward to anything in particular coming out? Thanksgiving. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you going to meet your family? You got family, Rorschach? You just like beans, don't you? I got more beans. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> Michael, what are you looking forward to? Um, yeah, uh, Greta Gerwig's adaptation of Little Women is probably going to be good. Uh, Noah Bombach, her long-term partner, has something new coming out with Ray Liotta and Scarlett Johansson and Adam Driver. So that, that's got to be good. Yeah, I'm excited for that too. Pretty good. Um, Widows comes out Friday. I'm into that. What is that? Uh, it's a heist movie. Uh, directed by Steve McQueen, who lasted oh. 12 years a slave. Oh, wow. uh, but now he's, it's uh, Viola Davis and a bunch of other ladies, and all their husbands get killed oh. doing a heist. Oh, wow. And they're like, why don't we do the heist <laughs> <laughs> instead? It nice. uh, looks uh, grim. <laughs> Two other things. Uh, Fantastic Beasts. The Crimes of, of Grindelwald. Grindelwald. <laughs> Good guess. Schneider. <laughs> Schneider. Uh, looks bad. Uh, looks bad. Finally, Green Book's coming out. Green That's going to have a superb screening on Thursday yeah. that we might go to. Uh, in case you didn't know the premise of Green Book, yeah. uh, it's uh, Viggo Mortensen and Mahershala Ali. Yeah. Mahershala Ali, I think, is a jazz pianist. Yes. And Viggo Mortensen is a New York taxi driver. Yes. Who kind of will who will drive him through the, the South. American South? Yeah. And he's like, "Whoa! Hey, forget about it! Ooh, wada booba! It looks yeah. very weird. Yeah, it looks yeah. It's like driving Miss Daisy, but with a uh, you know a big old Italian yeah, guy in it. Absolutely. Um, one last thing before we say our thanks. Uh, did you do you know what Zack Snyder is doing? I mean, he got kind of booted off Justice League. Do you know what he's filming next? No. I, I think you'll get a kick Not out of this. I probably will. He's adapting uh, Ayn Rand's The Fountain. <laughs> oh, that makes, that makes sense. sense. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> that's exactly what he what I think he would be doing. <laughs> Michael Sorry, is I wish in I shock. I could translate my shock yeah. expression, but I what? Rorschach's mask is doing the same thing. <sighs> oh my God! All right, uh, Rorschach, uh, we got to get you out of here. Hey, dude. Oh, everyone's saying you. happy birthday to you. <laughs> well, thank you so happy much for coming to Popcorn Paperback. To uh, thank you, you. For, <laughs> thank you for listening. Michael, thank you for coming on. Thank you so much for coming. Rorschach, thank you for coming. MJ, thank you so much. Dr. Manhattan, Night Owl, Silk Spectre. Happy birthday. Tune in Who next week, maybe. watches The Watchmen? Oh.